the preface of the story of the french revolution this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recorded by celine major the story of the french revolution by ernest belfort bax author's preface the following sketch of the course of the french revolution was originally published during eighteen eighty nine in serial form in justice the weekly organ of the social democratic federation it has been revised corrected and in some parts added to for the present reissue it need scarcely be said that it in no way pretends to be a complete history of the great political social and intellectual movement it describes the present volume is designed primarily as a guide to those who not having the time to study larger works on the subject yet wish during these centennial years to have in a small compass a connected description of the main events of the french revolution more especially from the point of view of modern socialism it is undeniable that there are many englishmen who would indignantly repudiate any aspersions on their education for whom the french revolution means little more than the destruction of one institution called the bastille the erection of another institution called the guillotine and the establishment of the napoleonic empire on the ruins of both they have no idea of the complex forces economical speculative and political which manifested themselves in the succession of crises scarcely indeed of the existence of the crises themselves which took place between the assembling of the states-general in seventeen eighty nine and the suppression of the Babeuf conspiracy in seventeen ninety six for such as these and for many others to whom the above remarks will not altogether apply a condensed statement of the facts of the french revolution cannot but be desirable and although there exist summaries galore the writer ventures to think that the present little work differs from them in two respects firstly in the point of view from which the revolution is viewed and secondly in the endeavour to throw the principal events into as strong relief as possible by the omission of all detail which is unessential to the understanding of them brevity has also been a distinct aim and for this as for the former reason much that is in itself interesting has been left out the foregoing especially applies to biographical details respecting the chief actors these have been uniformly omitted throughout as tending to expand the sketch indefinitely and to draw off attention from its main purpose the circumstances of the time and the events made the personalities what they were and there is not one of them who in so far as public life is concerned can be regarded otherwise than as the embodiment of some more or less widespread contemporary tendency the actors therefore merely crossed the stage in connection with the principal events in which they played a role yet though they may have suddenly become especially prominent it must be understood that in almost all cases they were already familiar to the population of paris and in many cases of the whole of france as club orators parliamentary politicians or as journalists it is not too much to say that in the french revolution journalism first became a power in the world's history those who seek further details both of the revolution itself and of the life of its leading figures may be referred to the larger histories the admirable history of mr morse stephen now in progress represents by far the best work that has been yet done in english both as regards exhaustiveness and impartiality in connection with this subject mr stephen's excellent articles in the ninth edition of the encyclopaedia britannica may also be consulted with profit the french literature of the subject would of course fill libraries works such as bougeard's marat Avenel's and Acacis Clutes are monuments of industry and research. 
in spite of the efforts of french scholars however there is much room left for original investigation the british museum alone contains i believe upwards of one hundred thousand newspapers pamphlets manifestos and other documents many of them as yet unarranged and uncatalogued the amount of material in paris and in france generally which has not yet been worked is probably incalculable offence has been given in some quarters at the view taken of robespierre in the following pages the writer can only say that he cannot regard the mere negative qualification that robespierre has been in general attacked by the reaction in conjunction with other leaders as of itself entitling him to the esteem of modern democrats or socialists in the teeth of the undeniable facts of the case the treacherous surrender of the dantonists the judicial murder of the hebertists the law of prairial are these things not written in history the fact is robespierre was a petit bourgeois a philistine to the backbone who desired a republic of petit bourgeois virtues with himself at the head and was prepared to wade through a sea of blood for the accomplishment of his end napoleon had a truer sense of the case than other reactionists when as is reported he was inclined to hail robespierre as an unsuccessful predecessor in the work of restoring order and saving society in the interest of course of the middle classes with these few words of preface the volume is left to the consideration of the reader in the hope that it may afford him at least some light on the general bearings of the history of the french revolution preface to the american edition the french revolution is an inexhaustible quarry many works have been written upon it many more will be written and safe it is to predict that something of value will be brought out in all for all that what has been brought out is ample to justify the popular sentiment that the subject is one of deep and lasting importance but it is not merely in a general sense that the story of the french revolution has permanent interest to the american reader it is interesting to him in a special sense especially if the american reader be a student he will find the story of the french revolution to be of invaluable aid to his understanding and appreciating those features of the story of the american revolution without the understanding and appreciation of which the flavor of the american revolution is lost and many of the lessons of both are very materially forfeited same causes lead to same results here is a maxim as true as it is exposed to grave error causes run imperceptibly into results and the reaction of results upon causes is so subtle that the two are often confused moreover it is as important as it is often difficult to separate causes from accompaniments and properly group them these are the pitfalls into which the superficial reader falls and due to which the lessons of history are mainly lost to him the story of the french revolution furnishes an instance and the instance is brought out all the clearer by comparison with the story of the american revolution the french revolution like the american was the revolution of the bourgeois or oncoming capitalist class and yet we find that on the one hand the identity of the cause is lost to many who wholly unequipped with the key to the understanding of history and blinded by the accompaniments of each consider them wholly distinct phenomena while on the other hand others somewhat but insufficiently equipped with the historical key detect the identity of the cause but relapse into barren dogmatism through their incapacity to distinguish between accompaniments to the one and the other the full significance of the history of the french revolution is lost and along with that is lost the pregnant features of the american revolution numerous are the passages in belfall bax's history of the french revolution that furnish in hand the material with which to contrast the difference 
in accompaniments between the french and the american revolution read with an eye to them his contribution to the store of history is of great value to the philosophy of history material interests determine man's viewpoint but material interests are in their turn determined by no one circumstance the material interests that fretted against feudal restraints gave general direction to the revolt of the french bourgeois and thereby caused its direction to fall within that quarter of the compass into which the american revolution fell but the exact point of the compass touched by each depended upon secondary material conditions with the french revolution a sufficiently defined proletarian class simultaneously mounted the historic stage none such made or could make its appearance in the instance of the american revolution to this secondary material fact touching france and quite clearly brought out by mr bax is traceable a feature of the revolution in france which imparts to that historic occurrence a physiognomy not shared by its american forerunner and when properly appreciated elucidates both the utterances of the great figures in the french revolution of its great apostles bear for this reason interesting comparison with their american kindreds both sets bourgeois both sets accordingly resting on the private ownership of the means of production did nevertheless present very different aspects with the former who living in a densely populated country with natural opportunities already preempted the declarations concerning the rights of man or liberty equality fraternity with the latter who finding themselves in an immense country barely populated and natural opportunities accessible to all their utterances included the whole human race in the domain of sociology no less than in that of biology comparative anatomy is priceless a careful reading of mr back's story of the french revolution for the very reason that it is synoptical will not only enrich the mind on the event that it describes but it will suggest home studies that enlarge the mind daniel de leon new york october first nineteen hundred two end of preface